Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here with the crew. As always, the man they call the goat, Alex Tavella, and the man who always has the scoop of what's going on, William Cooper. We are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, the best way to start your Saturdays, episode number 494. I'm getting a little nervous now. 494, bro. It's getting close. And we were we were supposed to talk about that about at our meeting this week about what what the date finalize the date and the plan. So we're gonna have to finally. Yeah, let's try and get on early next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to really nail this down on what we're gonna do for episode five zero zero. Yes. Yeah. I'm let's little... let's 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 address the elephant in the room real quick. You know, I even is, is he is he really no, an elephant? Really, it's not. Really... But here's the problem. I even <laughs> I even changed the outline this morning. Um, because the original outline was like, Paul's not here, Paul's in Hawaii, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I changed it to like, Paul's here with us from Hawaii. After all his, oh, I'll be there, blah, 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 especially when, you know, he found out Guy was coming on it. Well, yeah, first off, he would have never <laughs> been here. Otherwise, he wouldn't even think trying to be here. But all of a sudden, since, you know, <laughs> yep. Gary's going to be on the show, you know, Paul's like, oh, I, I can make it from Disney. I, I already asked it. my wife. She said it was okay. <laughs> that's literally what he said. Quote, that's literally. Quote. No, literally it, what he it's said. true. You know, I had um Jose what was Blanco my on my to him to that? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, I had Jose Blanco on my show a few weeks ago. He got up at four in the morning to do my show in Macedonia. Okay. He said that. There's a the, the couple from Alaska, I'm sure they get up every week like five AM or earlier to be here for this show. Well, they're Where's probably Paul, already ran a mile. Where's Paul for my is my question here? Yeah. I mean, Paul barely makes it at 10 a.m. Yeah. to get on the show, let alone 5 a.m. Yeah. I, I really almost think at this point it's just that's the role he's accepted. I think he's, he just revels now into not being responsible or reliable or because no no one can be that unreliable. It's like yeah, an effort. For, for, it's for those an effort of you to be that unreliable. That that time to time like feel bad for Paul. I, I, I think he's embraced this role and actually gives yeah. us opportunities to to do it, yeah. This so, was, this was you know, low-hanging fruit. But, he, you know, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here, and not, nothing burger, you know. Nothing right, the guy burger. didn't respond to a message all day when we were asking questions. Yeah. yeah. We're and, sending and him a text message saying, "I look, it didn't work, my connection didn't work, I got up early, I'm sorry, not, nothing. Right. So, nothing, I mean, right, yeah. Right. This one, I think he, he brought this one on himself. He, he brings them all on himself, let's just be that's, real. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I'm literally, you know, we're, we're, we've been talking about redoing the intro. Intro is a little stale. I mean, I love it, but it's been around forever. Right, I'm literally going to have like. Coop on the intro too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally going to redo the intro 
So it says, and you know, special guest contributor Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I really am. All right. I might I might even have Duffy say sometimes here, sometimes he's not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Seth in Israel is more reliable than than uh Yes. Yes, although I don't know if Seth has been right. hacked or what's going yeah, on here. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, every I don't week. Know we we have loyal folks on every week. Paul's the least loyal follower of the show. I mean, that's, <laughs> he's he's going to get killed for this one. Or does he show up at 11 o'clock? Yeah, po that's possible, too. Oh, if he shows that's up at 11 o'clock, I'm, I'm booting him out of the room. Yeah, I'm just pulling him out every time. I agree, yeah, he puts booted. You gotta be. I'll send him. I'll send him a text message. <laughs> Stop embarrassing yourself. You have no idea, Hercule. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> that's Paul's. None of us have it. any idea of what it is to have a job and kids and a family. We're 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 cool. No, no, not at all. No, no. You we're have just, no idea. You know, no we're idea. Three, <laughs> we're just three gigolos living our life. You know, having fun, taking it a day at a time. <laughs> it really is funny. Oh man, I don't know about you, but I can't believe like the first four months of this year are over. Right? Yeah, man, we're heading into the summer. It's wild. It's yeah. it's like lightning, man. It is like lightning. Next week, I already, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying. I already feel a little bit behind for the Great Smoke next year. I mean, this it's, was a little later for you this year. Well, what happened was, was right. It got it got pushed to March, you know, pretty much end of March by the time you know we got settled in, and we got to come back to February next year. So, like, I'm, I'm already feeling like stressed. Like, fuck, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we got to start ordering tchotchkes. Holy tchotchkes. shit! So, yeah, man. Gonna be a lot of changes for the Great Smoke next year. It's gonna uh, be good it's changes. Gonna, uh, no, no, nothing, nothing's oh, crazy good. before you start like alarming. No, 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 all no. changes for the positive, but you know, it's 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 one of those years, and you know, we've been doing it 17 years now, and it's one of those years now where you're like, all right, it's kind of got to evolve, right? Never a comfortable feeling, you know, but there's going to be some, you know, I mean, they're not big changes to how you enjoy the event, but they're gonna be big changes to how the event functions, and um, we'll see how it goes. Gonna be it's 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 almost when we do this it sucks for me because kind of almost like doing it for the first time again. Right. Yeah, we have to rethink yeah. a lot of the logistics, but uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be for the positive, like extremely positive. That's why that's why we're taking the chance. But good stuff, all good stuff. Good what thing. else? This good week? thing. Uh, what else this week? So we um. We, you actually put Paul from Hawaii? Question mark. Figured we'd have something to bash about in Hawaii. This guy wasn't getting on. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Prior to that, I changed it. Paul's not here again, and then you know, right. this morning, I and said, then Paul hey, in Hawaii. I'm gonna be here. Flames is coming on. You know, we had a big then, drop uh, this week. Let me tell you, you know, big, big. This is big. This was big this week. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of people have been saying that. But why do you think it's a big drop, Coop? You know what makes been, it a big drop? Okay, I've been really sour on a lot of these single store releases, right? Because and, and it's not you guys have ever been sour. You guys do a great job, but a lot of times I see um, I've lost a lot of faith in it because I don't. I see the manufacturer drop the ball. I see the retailer drop the ball. And here, what you got is you got it, it's clearly there's still interest because when you 
tell uh-oh, a thousand uh-oh, uh-oh, of the gall and smoke. Wait, 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 Coop, Coop. You're breaking up during the steak and potatoes of your comment. Right, right. Oh, no. Am I, how am I now? You're uh, good. Yeah. Go ahead now. Okay. When, nope. when you can pre... No? I don't know. I broke up? All right, good. Okay. Go. You're in. Yeah, no. When you pre-sell a thousand boxes of a cigar that is, frankly, you guys didn't even get... You guys didn't try. The dojo guys didn't get a chance to try. Everyone was all hands on deck with this. There were people excited about this for a pre-release. I think it's big. I think it's because, you know, I've been very critical of organizations who can't sell 100 boxes of something. And you know what I'm talking about. So it's that's what really makes it incredible. See, I mean, I I don't think this is going to break or come close to our 2021 RML drop. Um, But what people fail to realize is when we... You know, here's one of the things people like say, you know, hey, you know, you should do every release that way. It's it's not that easy because no. for the main reason is it's very hard for people to buy something that they've never had before. When we went to the pre-order system with Red Meat Lovers Club, um, it already been out for three years. Right. It already it's developed a version. They've had this. Yeah. Cigar Everybody knew what it version. was. Everybody knew right. they liked it. So it was very easy to do this. The testament to this is literally that no one's tried it other than I think Steve and Cindy Saka. So that's that's the big testament to this project. But what it comes down to is the three parties really involved. I mean, first off, Steve has now built a reputation of delivering the goods. And I know why, because this is why Steve and I really get along so well. We're just both, you know, can be overly psychotic anal about getting things done the right way. Um, to the point where I know my shit pisses Alex off sometimes. Like, I know why? That's the way I want it done. We'll, we'll have those discussions, you know? Um, but he's, without a doubt, developed the reputation of not just going through the motions of anything. And, you know, we've always been that way with our microblend projects. I mean, yep. we're getting ready to press release one next month. I think I let you in on it already, Coop. Yep. Um, we're getting ready to release one next month. I mean, we started working on that two years ago, you know, so it's never it's never just about, hey, let us make something we could drop. It's about making something right that we're proud of that we could put out there for the people. And the dojo guys, I'm sure the same way, you know, their years ahead and all their releases have have really been very successful. So I think that that perfect storm combination there is really. um, Has given the consumers the confidence that sight unseen sight untested everybody's wanting some of these you know yeah and I, and I think you know it's only a 13 count box and I think Steve um mentioned that he it's on the calendar for some production for sometime in late 2020 mid to late 2024 I think but you know this is your chance to be the first in the country to try it you know if you don't want to try it now you could always try it you know, when it comes out next year. So um, I, it's, it's a big testament to everybody involved. You know, it's, it's, uh, we're, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, Steve, Steve's almost been unexcited about every project I've done with him personally. I mean, <laughs> he was, he was excited. He, he did show excitement on DTX 127. Like he even said, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this one for, for our great smoke drop. But even our original, original Meat Lovers Club cigar at the, Grand opening event, he was really telling people, "Yeah, I wasn't thrilled with this blend." I'm like, "What? You know? I mean, like, what are you talking about?" So when he, when he gets excited about something, and he's shown a lot of excitement and, and talk about how he really, really likes 
what's happened with this blend. I'm excited, but I haven't even tried one yet. Right. I haven't even tried one yet. Yeah, and I, I think you know everybody kind of knows. Look, you, you know, Steve's the kind of guy that if if he didn't feel it was right, he would have told us and Dojo, listen, sorry, you got to push it back. It ain't it ain't right. It ain't ready, and I ain't doing it. One thousand percent. You know, sorry, yeah. maybe we'll get this out in May for a February release. It ain't ready yet. So you no. know. We all having look if you like Steve cigars, which you know I, I very rarely find someone that that you know whether they're in your wheelhouse or not has negative to say about the way Steve produces cigars. You know it, it's if it ain't right, Steve's not going to put it out, and uh, he don't give a shit what any of us dojo or what plans or what we already did or even if we dropped the press release already. Right. If it wasn't ready, Steve's telling us sorry, we're not getting yeah. the cigars underway. So. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what too, what, what's even a bigger testament to have that quality control in a place where you really don't make that's, cigars. That's, that's not his own, right? That's even more of a testament, that's, but that's, yeah. that's, that's one, I'm sure yeah. part of him having the longstanding relationship from back to his Drew estate days with Hoya sure, de Nicaragua yep. and him going down there so often, you know, most of these guys yeah. who start a brand, they never go to the factory. They start a brand, never leaving the country. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they all know Steve and Toyota in Nicaragua. Trust me. Yeah, and I, I remember during the pandemic, like he's trying to hijack rides and because he couldn't get down there. Yeah, he's trying to like, you know smuggle himself, figure out how to smuggle himself. Right? Didn't we meet him in Miami? We were down there, and he had to like scramble. I got to get a COVID yeah. test exactly yeah. tomorrow at twelve, so I can get yeah. in and get back out. And he had yeah. to charter a plane once, I believe, too, or he was looking at chartering a plane. He said, "I have to get down here." You know, he was, he was that trying, on I top I of think it. He was trying to hop a ride on he people was private private yeah. plan to go down but yeah, yeah i mean it's 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 really a testament to him and one of the reasons why we like working with him so um that being said we are literally planning the most insane stupidly nuts i mean this this could go down as most one of the stupidest promotions ever in the history and when i say stupid i mean it in a great way uh promotion so summer wasaka is coming back in 2023 i'll tell everybody now prepare yourself prepare yourself Summer Wasaka is coming back in 2023. Yeah, you guys, you know, I originally was going to say when I saw the news that you guys didn't smoke it and Dojo didn't smoke it, not a collaboration. But then I thought about it. it it's maybe it's not a collaboratory blend, but I think the project was collaboratory because, again, going back to the fact all hands were on deck with all you parties, how you all participated in, in you know, announcing this, releasing it, promoting it. So. I'll say collaboration, but maybe then this Steve's is what I'll say. That was kind of like my thoughts on that. I didn't know what you, because we've had this talk about collaborations a lot, Abe, on previous so, shows. So for, for us on our end, and I could speak, um, you know, but I could, I could infer on what Dojo goes through because of our own experiences. But like, this is not a smoking project. This is not a smoking micro blend. I mean, right. Like, you know, when we have our micro blends, we are smoking the blends. We are trying them. We say we don't like it. We like it. It's an ongoing right. process. Um, this this isn't that. So, you know, Dojo, you know, we we were the really first to kind of make it happen for Dojo with Dogma when we put them together with Drew Estate and we were the retailer to release this. And then Jojo, Dojo's had a long line of creating their own projects with, right. with um, manufacturers and then they need a retailer outlet. To deliver the product and i think they work with maybe three people three or four yeah. people mostly um but you know being that our relationship and we started them off we probably get the bears the lion's share of their drops they like working with us um 
So this isn't ours for us to try. Um, but I think with Dojo, a lot of it comes down to a lot of times, and, and it happens with us with microblends. Like there's two of our microblends I know off the top of my head, right off the bat. And I think they're the only two that we never tried the blend before it released. We went One to the man. One was Padron, which sure. the blend didn't change. Our, our micro blend was we were the first six by sixty cigar. They didn't right. have a six. They didn't have right. a six by sixty cigar. Yep. Um. So we were the first six by sixty cigar. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> especially at the time, this is the old man still alive. One way or the other, no matter what, I don't see Abe going back and saying, well, can you kind of yeah. like, you know. Can you imagine me telling them I didn't like the blend? Can you like tweak it? You know? Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> see that going down. <laughs> so we had no say in that. And the other one was Fuente, which sure. they had, that was Solaris. I think it was our Solaris, fourth, yep. fourth installment yeah. of our microblend series. The one coming up now is 19. But Solaris was some cigars they had that were produced and rolled already. They never made it to any kind of a project already. And um, they sent this one. I smoked it. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's a Fuente. I mean, how bad was it going to be? Right, I'm like, right, right, exactly. cigar. And we made it. You know, we made it. So we we didn't have a process working with those two companies. I'm sure Dojo butts up to the same, same thing sometimes. I think manufacturers want them and in, in the process. And then... Yeah, I'm pretty sure with something like Steve, you know, Steve's like, you know, hey, look, this is what I'm making. It's for you guys. Enjoy. Yes. But, this but you know what? I take that back with Steve, too, because I think some of it's sometimes timing. Because Steve did send us RMLs. We picked out the blend. Remember me, you, and Evan, and uh, yeah. I think Matt were smoking in the room when we, yeah. when we yeah, went. There, we were a couple, there were a couple different ones. Yeah, but I mean, this this was a collaboration, and, and you know, everybody kind of had defined roles. And I mean, we have it. We have a yeah. text thread going back months. You know, obviously, Steve was handling the cigar and, and what it was going to be, and everybody has full faith in Steve to handle that. Dojo handling their side with the marketing, the promotion. On you know, this is a Dojo cigar. Our side was to execute it, get our side of the mar marketing ready, make sure it's available, and, and we have our back end ready to go. So it was it was a collaboration with a lot of defined roles, and. Um, you know, so far so good. Your next next step is uh, it's on Steve now, right? Balls in Steve's court. Yep. Balls in Steve's court delivery. So, um, you know, it's what's kind of nice for Steve and the Dojo guys, and I guess us a little bit too. Is you know, it's been talked about all this week everywhere, and it'll happen again in November when these cigars finally drop. So, yes. it's like a project gets a double whammy instead of a single whammy. But look. Yep. The reason why, you know, and, and, and really it's, you know, it's, you know, I feel sorry for Steve because I'm, Steve got a lot of, little birdie, did you pick out the RML blend? A little, is Kevin Shahan redundant? Is he saying the same thing twice? We just said we, we picked the blend. Yeah. A little birdie told me you just thought you picked the final blend. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I maybe it wasn't the final blend. You know, that you guys picked the only birdie would be a big fat birdie and who knows i mean i'm, yeah, I'm just telling you so. he sent us a bunch we all smoked and we said we like this one so right. you know i could tell you what i know so um no we definitely picked the final blend because it wasn't the one he liked and he literally sat there and told people that at the at the right, final right. party right, he right, sat there right. and yeah. told people we picked the blend that wasn't his favorite one but yeah, I, I think, know. Mm -hmm. 
I think we, yeah, exactly. And I think <laughs> what happened after that was when we when we went to the box press. I think he ended up blending it the way he actually tweaking it. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He he got the final say. So, um, which you know, of course, we had no problem with. Um, but what were they talking about before that comment? I don't know. You were going into something, but you never got there, Kevin. Yeah, I never got there. Oh, so you know, the the, the pre order system for us is look. I mean, it was probably one of the coolest, best things. I, I think people really appreciate it. Um, it just takes the stress out of everything. You don't got to jump up. You don't got to go crazy. You, you know, you could secure your box with a small fee, and that's it. End of story. And even nice, better is you have eight, nine months. You know. To, to realize that you're going to buy a box in November in case you need to save up or, or whatever. But, and, and, and honestly, it destroys the secondary market. Nobody's got, nobody's hunting down 10 boxes of these so they can find somebody to sell it at double the price afterwards. Cause pretty much anybody who wanted it has gotten it already. So we love this program. We want to try to incorporate it more in the future. It's really simple, really nice, stress-free. And, you know, we, I think now by our third attempt, we got the computer stuff, Fine line now. It works fine tune. Yeah. So. But, but you know, that's the other thing that's a testament to the, you know, this project. So it, it's not, it's not just, it's not just trying a cigar. Stop touching stuff, Dave. It's not oh, just. Oh, sorry. I, I, I asked all over my mic. Sorry. Did you? It's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just like, you know, purchasing a cigar that you haven't had, you know, over a thousand people went and did that, but they're, they're, they're putting deposits down for, cigars not only that they haven't had but they're not even getting the instant gratification like i'm not getting a shipping confirmation right now either so you know that that makes it that makes it even more to me like yeah. look you know if i'm hype about something i'm getting it i get all right i'm gonna have it in a couple days you know people know that they're not even getting this thing until november but that's one of the reasons why we, we you know look it could have been when i say it could have been way easier it could have been way easier for us to say listen you want it like 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 steve did with um DTX 78 was it 78 is that the number when he did with the the the, the, the digital 38 38 yeah, yeah so you know when he did a second chance for that for those who couldn't get it during the great smoke you know yeah it was his rule he said look I want if people are gonna buy this now and I'm gonna go back and make more for them they have to pay for it up all front right, right. And, and he sold a, a crap load on the second chance and people paid up front and we had the money you know for whatever it was seven months until the second you know we could have we could make it easy and just say look you pre-order you pay for it up front we have your money see you in november but i don't know i just didn't like the thought of tying people's money up for seven months so you know a small deposit if you want it was practical so it kind of made it a little bit harder on our team to work, make the logistics work so people because the last thing we want to do is go back and look at records and figure out who put deposits down 1200 orders get them all out yeah so it was really important to get it all automated and working right but um i think that was a better way to do it it's a lot easier to say i'd like a box here's 30 dollars and you know i'll hold, see hold it. me a box in November. yeah hold me a box and you know there's a much more easier feeling for people to feel secure in doing that so i agree Yep, thing, Mike. It's not, it, you know, it's funny. We work hard on this kind of stuff. It's not magic. We always a little expression. There's no elves that come out in the middle of the night and make that shit happen. We work hard to make that shit happen, work right. And we test it because there's a, you know, it, it's amazing how you can't keep nothing secret. Like, you know, we, we had a very small handful of people who ordered before 12. And by small handful, it's like 50. 
No, there wasn't 50. Oh, no, it was like 50. People How do you get out? But you, when you turned it on for the other guys, people found it. Of course, of course. Yeah, of so course. we yeah. turned it on live really quick because we we asked a handful of people to please go place a pre-order. Yeah, you want to test just in case something we doesn't work right. You know, I'm going to have a half hour. hundred times, but, you know, we've seen it before where you test something and then you go live and it doesn't work right. So we said, let's turn it on early, give these guys orders, let them place an order, and we'll make sure – because. Outside of what the consumer sees, there's stuff on the back end that we have to see. The deposit has to show complete. No pulling ticket goes to the warehouse. There's a lot of stuff on our end that we have to test out. And we did it. And I guess a lot of people saw it live and ordered. And they were like, why? How did people order before 12? And da 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 like, yeah. People do really. They had, they had like two weeks to put the order in, too. It didn't matter if you put it in first or not, right? It, yeah, well, we had, a, as always, we like to do something cool for our socialites, right? Right. So. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're a cigar lover, uh, we have a private group on Facebook, Smoke and Social. It's an awesome community. Check it out, please. Uh, Smoke and Social on Facebook. So, you know, we do special stuff for our, our, our social group. So I, like 15 minutes before it went live, went on our social group and said, look, first 100 socialites to place an order, we're going to put them in a raffle for a mega soccer squatch. Oh, wow. But you know, honestly, I, you know, I was I was doing all this while driving. This was a last minute thing. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even ask Steve Sockett's permission. I just did I was, it. I was right? going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I just did it, but I really didn't think it through because I probably should have made. It, I was thinking, what's a good number to give a people a good a chance? A one in a hundred chance of winning it for something I was already going to buy is a nice perk. But crazy, that didn't even last five minutes. Like you had a three minute window or four minute window to be in the first hundred. It was like insane. So. I maybe should have made it 250, 300, but still we were at 530 minutes, but it would have given people maybe more of an opportunity, but wow. yeah, it went like that. Well, yeah, I had you, to make that video twice, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> even I was like, Oh, what happened? I guess not. But. Yeah. I had to make the video twice. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a little different timing of our show today, folks, because we do have a very special guest, Guy Fieri. We'll be calling in uh, some from somewhere. He's up early to get on the show. Um, and uh, I, I believe we might have a special guest with Guy Fieri today. So uh, we got some really cool stuff in hour number two. But to make room for that, we've rearranged this week's scheduling of the show. So going into a segment that you normally would see in hour two, we're going to put our man William Cooper on the spot. And uh, it's time right now to see what's the scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. So, Coop, before you get into your segment, I just want to talk about how nice it is to work with professionalism, right? So, you know, we're winging the show. We got everything in kind of a jumbledized order. So I'm literally dragging on my story for Alex catch wind that we're going to see. And then I see the nod. Oh, he's doing the coop. And he looks down the pro Paul will be like, oh, oh. <laughs> literally like I'm watching Alex to see, do I get the visual cue that he knows where I'm going with this? He, I see the quick nod. I see him look down to cue the, the intro. Paul would have been lost be like, literally last minute. So it's nice. It's nice. No idea. <laughs> Go ahead, Cooper. Tell us what is the scoop this week? Well, went to the wire. 
it was Friday morning, and we did not have an STG release of the week. I was sweating it, man. This is I was some kind it. of absurdity. Yeah, I was now. sweating it this week. I, I, you know, and actually, I had an STG story up, which I'll talk about in a second, but it was an old story, right? So I wasn't going to count that, right? It was one something I found that they didn't really announce, right? But sure enough, uh, clockwork that uh, that press release comes in about eleven o'clock, uh, and we now are eight consecutive weeks of an STG release. Do you think they're watching the show and saying, hey, that wasn't supposed No, we, we got to get in this week so we can keep our streak going. What the hell is going on here? I had Justin on the show, my show Thursday night, and I, I wonder if he waited until after the show because he didn't want to talk about this one on the show because this is a funny one, right? Uh, but but Justin kept saying, yeah, we have a lot. You know, he talked a little. We talked a little about this thing. He said, yeah, we have a lot of stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. I gave the whole company line. But all right, so this cigar, <laughs> I know Alex and I have some feelings on it, but it's called the Punch Dad Bod, and it pays homage to what they say are dad bods, or you know, the beer guzzling, beer belly stomach. Can we just take a moment of silence for the cigar industry in general right now? <laughs> <laughs> the cigar—it's—it's it's a pinball-shaped cigar, pin, like a pinball. Uh, Pin-shaped cigar. You can see it there with a like complete a with a Father's Day tie. So they're doing this for Father's Day, um, in a uh, and they're going to be packaged in what they call stash cans that look like beer cans. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you, a f you know what? Maybe my memory is serving them wrong because Alex showed me a picture of this, and I think my first response was Jesus Christ. But the first thing that came to my head like instantly when I saw this and I didn't realize. Yeah, you said, uh, hang on. let me pull it. Dad's root beer. Yeah. Dad's root you beer. Did. That's exactly what you said. I, I, wow. Yeah, good, good cat. Yeah. That's the first thing I saw when I looked at it. I don't know if it was me. I mean, now that I'm looking at the dad's in blue and that's in red, but in a can like that with the word dad's, it just reminded me of being a kid. I'm like, is, is that dad's root beer? And then it's like, no, it's dad bod. Like dad, dad bod. bod. The hell is dad bod? Dad bod is a you know beer guzzling. You know. Yeah. Alex, it looks like it's a it's a it's a uh, box pressed like champion. It's it's a box press, but I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it is Justin part of this division? Um, Justin had nothing to do with this project. He said. Okay. Uh, Justin did work on a punch project with the Aroas, uh, which is a much more classic one, which I thought is a really nice looking project. I think it's going to be a good cigar. But this one, this one, not really so much is what he, because I asked him. I asked him honestly, and he said, no, this wasn't my deal. Who Who's spearheading all these, like, you know, chilling mooses? And it has, mooses. Has, has punch become like the comical brand they, for STG? It, it, it is a gesture for mascot. Yeah, I mean, they've right. only kind of had that side of them uh, for a long time, you know, because of the punch mascot. But then now they've done these like punch chop sueys, right? Right. You know, um, you know, and 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 the I should the picture of the Aroa one we talked about a few weeks ago. It's a beautiful looking packaging and cigar. I mean, that it's very classic looking. Um, this they've you know, it's a six ninety nine cigar. It's going to be right. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know how bad it's going to be for six ninety nine. It's going to have a Cameroon wrapper. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, General's always, they've done some weird things. They did the like the CAO cigar that came in the oil can. The torque, right. The torque had the top of the oil yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. They've, done, they've same, always done some of these types. Yeah, but this one, like I said, <laughs> um, it definitely. Uh, 
Yes, it is the tie. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, exactly. It. Listen, I, I, I'll bet you any money. The guy who came up with that idea to do the tie, where the tie part comes out from underneath the band and whatnot, was very proud of himself. Like that was oh, like yes. his. That was the pinnacle of that meeting, guys. You ain't gonna believe this. I got a necktie. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Is this awesome? I could just see that board meeting. Right. Yeah. All right, yeah. so that's that's gonna hit the stores next month, and and if you want to get that for your dad or want it for yourself for Father's Day, you'll have a chance to get it. And and just to be clear, you know, none of us has tried the cigar. We we don't know nothing about the cigar. We're just totally jabbing at the. It packaging. could be a, right. You know, yeah. it, like, all right. Now on the flip side, there's another story. Uh, this this one this cigar's already been out or starting to hit the stores already, and I kind of found out about it because they sent me. A sample of it and then i uh this is uh, a new gloria cabana called corojo de oro now from the cigar geek this is kind of a cigar that interests me because what they're doing is they uh they said they've developed a, a hybrid wrapper um where they've crossed pella de oro and corojo uh seeds together uh, and they built a blender on it. last year they did a criollo de oro which was a similar thing Right. This one has, I, for Cigar Geek, this is a little more interesting to me. If the cigar is good, you know, this is something that I'm a little more interested in as far as it goes. This is something where the creativity was in the product and not in the packaging. Right. I was just going to say, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> somehow, and, and somehow they, they seem to always cross. Like, they not cross, not cross. Where they, you know, the packaging's good, and then they get, you know, the blend isn't, and vice versa, you know. So, um, but yeah, this one um, should, and then by the way, that, that Coro de Oro was used for the binder in this cigar, if you're interested in that. But 1049 cigar, and it's starting to hit stores already, as far as I've seen. Interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, some other things happening. Um, Klaus Kellner, uh, who is the son of Hanky Kellner. Hanky son, yeah. Um, he, um, he has announced the opening of his own factory, uh, Kellner Cigars Factory. So has he he's officially left Davidoff? He left Davidoff two years ago. Uh, he was in a. Oh, consult- there you go. <laughs> yeah, he left in 2021. He was doing a consultative role for a while with Davidoff, where you know, but I know, as of last year, he was no longer in that consultative role at Davidoff. So he was kind of just doing his own thing, but now he has opened a factory. Incidentally, his brother has a factory as well. His brother has a separate factory. Um. Klaus says that initially he'll start out doing um, house blends, you know, for, for people, private label stuff. But I think eventually you'll see people go to that factory. I mean, I think so, it's only I think within a year you'll see it. So I my intuition and my gut thought that we would hear a lot more about Hostos Factory when he kind of did the same thing. I, I haven't agree. heard a lot from Hostos Factory. Have you? He's starting to. Now you got to remember when you guys when guys like this are making house brands, they yeah. may not hit our radar. So I may not even know who he's making cigars for. But you know, if something hits popular, usually word will get out and people start talking about it. It's been what, a couple years since he started it now. Yeah, mostly Hostos has been focused on small batch. So he's done some small batch stuff for Matilde. He's doing uh, Danny Dickowitz is one of his Las Arenas, the Mexican Mermaid he's doing. Okay. So that one's – and it's a very good cigar, by the way. So, you know, again, Hostos has is a small factory, so he's probably only going to be able to handle most of these small batch stuff. He's doing some stuff for Warped as well. So, um, Well, it's good know. to hear he's keeping busy. I really like that guy. 
I do too. I mean, I think he uh, and and the blends have been getting better out of that factory. Is what I'll say too. You know, first couple I think were a little missed, but you know, it takes a little while. He's probably getting better tobacco now, and and it's going good. And I think we'll see the same out of Klaus too. Um, I I like Klaus a lot. He's a guy I always felt was always like when I well, when I met welcoming. him the first time, he was picking my welcoming. brain. Welcoming, yeah. welcoming. He's a very yeah. welcoming guy to meet. Yeah, to really is. Yeah, really is. I've had a chance to interview him. So I got I got to tell you what I'm smoking this Connecticut knuckle sandwich for the show, obviously, because we got Guy Fieri coming on an hour or two. This has got to be one of my top three, if not two. Connecticut. Uh, have I not great? been saying that? Have you I great? not been saying that? For Alex, I'm, not, I'm not a Connecticut person, really, by nature, on any level. Yeah. We, it's we like did my least favorite rapper. We, we did that show with the Dojo guys, Alex, remember? And it was like, I was like stunned. There was a whole like, hum on it. I'm like, what? I was stunned. I've been saying that that's been one of my favorite Connecticut's. And, yeah. And like, really? I agree. Really. It, yeah. just, I, it hits the mark. And this size was point. I knew Alex, that was Alex size. My, Is Alex, that the Churchill? The Churchill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Alex, the best. That's the box press Churchill, yep. Yeah. Alex picked my cigar for me and had it ready for me when I came yeah. in today. Size is on point. I, it's a nice, like, it's almost like a Lonsdale Churchill. A little fatter than Lonsdale. I would have thought it to be a Churchill, but this is my, got to be my top two. Maybe three. It, it's a really, I mean, Third third radio production brand, we'll talk about Guy, and you kind of go to the next level with that Connecticut. That says a lot to me. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. This came out first. It might have been a bigger hit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, there's the first two. It, Maduro and the Habano had a lot of success. but you It never did, know. but I, I don't know. This, yeah. this one is good. It, it would have been unexpected to come out with a Connecticut first because it's so un Eric Espinosa, too. But yeah, right. you know, right. this is this is a winner. That that's a Connecticut. I mean, I know Eric's coming on the show, but I, I could see Eric liking that Connecticut. It just seems like it's a very Eric. I, I'm not seeing Eric as a Connecticut guy, but I could see right. Eric really liking that Connecticut. And I'm curious to see his thoughts on that. Absolutely. Brad, if you haven't tried this one, I'm, I'm giving it the honest Abe stamp of approval. Give yeah. it a try. Yeah, we this all is, agree. I'm this telling you, me and Cooper solid, about solid, Connecticut, for months. solid Connecticut cigar. Really good cigar. Yeah, I'm going to light up the 55 in a minute. Yep. Nice. Yeah. All right, Cooper, so All right. what else you got going on? Yeah, uh, what else you got going on? A couple of Fuente items. Uh, yeah, so, one, one interesting one. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't know. So, we, we, you can tell me which one interesting one. So, first <laughs> on the cigar end, um, they have a PCA trade choke uh, cigar coming out. Mm. It's called the Don Carlos Eye of the Bull. Um, oh, that's a nice little size. Yeah, it's a little. Um, uh, basically, it's a three and a half by fifty-five. Everyone's doing fifty-five ring gauges now. I'm just saying. Uh, it. Yeah, it really is. You never oh. seen it. Fifty-five. Five is that pick? And it's the year I turned fifty-five, which is funny, right? Fifty-five is the new fifty-four. Exactly. Um, I don't have a picture of it, but in the cap, there's a dark piece of tobacco in the cap that looks like a bullseye. Um. Oh. So this cigar now this I don't know if you've ever got to the Fuente booth at the trade show. The way the Fuente booth is, they put cigars in the Fuente booth, and it's like Easter eggs. You have to hunt them down, like in terms of ooh, there's something different. And yet, and if you find it and ask a question, they may or may not tell you about it, right? And and right. this was in there, but I'll be honest, we missed it. Okay, <laughs> we totally missed it, right? Um, the Halfway guys did catch it, and they didn't want to talk about it, is what they said. <laughs> So, um, but apparently this is a project that's been in the works for a while. I think Matt Tobacco smoked this when he was down in, in, at the Fuente factory. So, uh, but this will be at the trade show this year, and uh, it's going to be in 20-count boxes, pricing $12.80 per cigar. 
so Coop, I'm just going. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I, I, it's fair to say that you can essentially wipe the the Fuente Padron collaboration off of PCA. It's going to be out. Before, I think it will be out either much before or much after. I think. I think you know. I'm. Not, I, I, but I think. It's, I look. I think it's off of PCA for another reason. I looked at the booth layouts and they're not adjacent to each other like they were last year. Oh, so I don't okay. think they're even going to be showing at a PCA. Hold on. Okay. When's Father's Day? June something, tenth. June, June something. Usually third, third Sunday of the month of June. So, uh, let's see if I can find it. June something. June twentieth. Father's Day. 20th. I'm sure, like Kevin Shanahan has June eighteenth. June eighteenth. Okay. So they Greg, were... it's the Knuckle Sandwich, Connecticut, Churchill. Yeah. So yeah. Father's Day is June eighteenth. Yep. So, look, like I said, but I don't think it will be shown at the trade show, the, the Fuente Padron, because the way the booths are laid out are not the same this year. And you believe there's a chance it'll come out before? I'm going to I'm gonna say it's still, I'm going to say before the end of the year. But I think it's a long shot. No, you said either before or after the trade show. <laughs> you think there's a shot? Well, um, the only thing is I still. I'll give you five to one odds. That it comes out before, I'm not willing to take I, that I, one. Secondary before bet. No, I won't take that one. Ten to one odds. I wouldn't touch that bet either. I'm not touching that one. No, no, I'm not touching that bet. I'm gonna stick. I mean, look, I've been confident, but you know, you know, Carlito, it's not right. He could pull that. I know that's why you made the bet the way you did. So uh, listen, listen, look, you got inside scoop right there, buddy. Oh, he said, yeah, he. They said that at the uh, Big Smoke Cigar Aficionado event. They told people that it was Father's Day. That's why I'm like, well, that's why I said it could be, but again, I'm that one I'm not as confident of making a bet as, as 2023. That was the one I'll, I'll stick with. I'm not stupid here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coop, you got some other Fuente news, right? Yeah, Um, this was interesting. Uh, Jose Blanco, who, uh, it, this is funny, I had Jose Blanco on the show last week, and I know Jose really well, right? And he loves to talk about everyone else. But when it comes to talking about himself, he clams up. He did not say a word to me about this, right? Um, but he is moving into a new role in Arturo Fuente. It's really an expansion of his existing role. Uh, I was going to say, didn't that sound like his own old role? I literally yeah, said that to myself they, when I read it. He had the title of like uh, like vice president of sales for like the Eastern Hemisphere, but he was he was really a brand ambassador for them in, in Europe. And now, basically, it's a worldwide brand ambassador role. So he's going to be spending time in the States a lot more now, it sounds like. So, uh, but it's really, I mean, I didn't really see a huge difference in the role for that. Because, again, that's what Jose has done. He's done. He's doing a lot of events. He's doing education. Um, and that's what he likes to do. So, And Jose gets around in Europe. Jose gets around in Europe. Let me tell you, he, uh, I mean, there was one weekend. He was in Poland, like the day those missiles, like, flew over Poland or something like that. He he has been, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's talked a lot about, you know, because the there, there's a push in Europe right now with the way the Cuban market's going. Fuente's making a push in a lot of these countries now to try to, you know, get that shelf space. So he was spending yeah. a lot of time in Europe. Um, and, you know, this guy, you know, he, like I said, he battled COVID. You know, he's had his recent health issues. Um, he doesn't slow down is what I'll just say. He just keeps going. All right. You got anything else going on? Uh, one other piece of news: the uh, the question on where the Rubin brothers uh, will land uh, has been answered. 
Was so that really a question? I've been saying it since the sale happened. It it was officially made. Well, I think another question was answered for Coop too, a guy he was a little bit worried about, right? Yeah, uh, John Lipson. Yeah. John Lipson, who's their marketing guy. All three of them have landed there. Um Alec Rubin's gonna be a brand manager. Bradley Lubin's gonna be a brand ambassador, and Lipson also is gonna be going into a brand manager role. So um so Bradley's probably gonna be the face of Alec Bradley. Is what you if you know at it's, event, it's, it's kind of what's been go, what was going on going before. on anyway yeah. yeah yeah you know Alec has been um, Alec's been more of a behind the scenes guy uh, I know that they're going to be Alex role is going to be focused a lot on uh, collaborating with whiskey brands too so that's going to be I think that's something Alec has been very interested in as well uh, and the other thing that's really interesting and I thought this was a good move by General is they said these guys could stay live in Florida still. So it wasn't like when the CAO guys came in. Remember, they told all those guys, uh, all you got to leave Nashville. Just, so I think just, they learned from that. Yeah. Just my hunch. I'm pretty sure this was probably all worked out prior to the sale. I'm sure, too. I mean, some of I mean, I's have to dot and T's have to cross. I, I mean, I would bet. Right. But I'm sure out. it was all discussed and, con- and figured out as part of the acquisition you know um sure. because if i'm if i'm if i'm acquiring a company like that I, I that's what i would want you know you don't want a complete sever of the umbilical cord right so that would be part of the thing hey look we, we need these two young guys to come on board work for yeah. us they probably got a two three-year contract I, I i basically said at the time of the sale the logistical move here is these guys come on board with stc they, they do a two three-year maybe five-year contract really get to see a company run com- that was com- completely different from what they've been with. And probably in five to eight years, you'll see these guys break out on their own and do something. Yeah. I mean, I also think it was important. Like when, again, when Toronto came in, there were no Toronto's they had, right? At least they have Alec and Bradley, the, the name. I think there is something to that when you bring it in and five or six years from now, it'll be a different story. I think it will be well integrated into STG by that point. But yeah, I think there is something to that. Of course there is. You know, if should there come a day where we, I retire, we get, so I'm pretty 95% confident the acquiring company would want me or require me to stay on board at some level for some time. Just sure. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to sell, you want to cut the cord like instantly. I mean, I think it's the worst thing you do an acquisition of something that is tied to a people or a personality. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Alan Rubin is going to be in a, what they call consultative role for a while. Um, This is one of the downsides to a Padron acquisition ever. Not that I see Padron ever selling. There were rumors that general were going to buy them 10 years ago and whatnot, but I, I don't see the Padron as the type of people that are ever selling. Um, I think it's more important that the family name lives on and it stays yep. in the family and they, they, they're already grooming gener- the next generation and the next generation. But how does how, how does an acquisition of that company or Fuentes even like, how does that even take place? How does that relate oh, or work out? How does the, the legitimacy and work out? I, I don't even see a model where that could work. I, I can't see like Carlito getting bought and they say Carlito you got to be in uh, the office Monday to Friday. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know George same thing I, but, I but, don't yeah but you're but, right but, but forget that part of it you're absolutely right. right but let's just say it happens for whatever right. reason you know they get they get offered an absurd amount of money that's just impossible to say no with and they do it and there's no Padron family in the Padron 
It'd be Brandon insane. Moore. It'd be insane. How does that play out? Is it? Is, is there? Yeah. If I was a fiction writer and I could write the book any way I want, it, it can I write disaster. it any way in which it works out well? No, it would be a disaster. That's that's. It, it, that, it would be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Outside of that, yeah. And and look, Taranio, they didn't do that. Now they brought Jack in, uh, like a couple years later, and Jack kind of kept the brand on life support, but he was behind the eight ball the whole time at that point. Listen, Taranio was not even the same category because. I mean, let, 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 let's just be real. Um, the son's name. I'm not Charlie. Char- Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, I mean, Charlie wasn't a a huge presence as a personality. He was the face of the company, but I bet you Charlie could have walked into cigar shops and no one would have known who he was. Right. I I can agree with you on that. Right now, yeah. I, I'm telling you where where they did kind of pull it off, but they kind of pulled it off by recreating the brand completely. Was CAO. Yeah, CAO flat, flatlined immediately after the acquisition, and even but worse Tim, when he stayed for a little while. Tim, though, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, and it got worse when they officially cut ties. With oh, the, they when, came out that CAO. So what a disaster! That that's was. what I'm saying. It flatlined completely. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason why it stayed around is like they didn't give up on the brand. Yeah, and eventually recreated the brand completely, and it kind of the brand now. The brand, it's been so long that the brand exists with, I think, a large percent of the population not even knowing the original history of the brand. Well, and I think it was like a key thing I saw at the Great Smoke was Tim like meeting with every attendee. He was behind the table the whole time, yeah. and, and he was getting a chance to try to know and introduce himself to everybody. And I thought that was an absolute great thing he was doing because a lot of people I know who that did not know who he was. He needs to. Yeah, he because needs to. Yeah, most of the people. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and God, it just once again reminds me how the fuck old I am. But most, I think, the majority of the consumer base today's consumer base doesn't know their history. No, they doesn't I'm know sure their attachment and and their development. And his dad and his sister that used to run the company. They weren't around when the famous Cuban schmoobin cigar aficionado ads were being run. They don't know it. They're not. No. A, they're not up to do it. So. No, very um, true. And what's what's really crazy is too is, you know, you could say, well, they were smoking cigars, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But here's the thing. They may have been, but over the years, maybe they were just, oh, I'm smoking a cigar here. I'm going to, they weren't into the culture, but now a lot more because of social media and Facebook groups, there's a lot more people who are more attuned to the culture and they they've missed out on anything prior. Ver- so, very very true. Yeah. And yeah. even Tim the world's changed since Tim left the business in 2009, 2010. And he'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, he told us on on the show, I remember. Sure. So yeah. Anything else you got this week, Coop? Oh, that's it. It was actually a pretty busy week. Of course, the soccer thing was the other thing we talked about. So yeah, pretty busy week. All right. Good stuff. Do we want to hit a uh, name that jam before the break? Mr. Tabella. Yeah, we can hit a name that jam. Well, sponsored by our great folks at Avo cigars. It's time to test the musical acumen of our team. Alex has a song, and we're going to attempt to try to name that jam. The, the floor is yours, my friend. 
Yeah, I don't know. This might. This is definitely a layup for Coop. We'll see how Abe does and everybody else does. Well, mo- most things are going to be a layup for Coop. Uh, sometimes he's got me. He's got me a few. He got me a few times. This is right in Coop's lane, but we'll see. That is either a one thousand percent layup, or it totally sounds like another song for me. Yeah, it's a layup. This one, That's yeah, it. it's um, very appropriate. This yeah, one. this one was a layup. Yeah, this one was a layup. This is going to be a layup for everybody. It's it's all coming in. Yeah, yeah it's all coming in. Yeah, yeah I was a little jammed up this week, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was a layup. Coop. The song is nineteen ninety nine by Prince. Yeah, let's let's reveal the song. I was up in Minneapolis, I mentioned last week. I don't know if I mentioned. They're getting ready to name a highway after Prince up there. It, it, he is a huge yeah, part of that Yeah, that was part of your segment last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge part of that community. But, yeah, it's – it's not, no, it's, it's, he died – Prince died in 2016, right? So this, is, this week was the anniversary of his death. So let me ask you a question. Is that is why this, you picked the song, or is that coincidence? It wasn't coincidence. But is this song, right – better now as the nostalgia of 1999 or in 85 when it was released in 1999 it hadn't happened yet because now it almost has you know what i mean yeah i think it has gotten i think it's much better now and this was the 1999 album was the breakthrough album for prince that was the album before purple rain so i think people are still trying to get their arms around it when this came out now we look at prince he's a very legendary figure and we look back at this song and you, and you just realize the genius he had with this. One of the greatest shows I ever saw. I mean, it wasn't great. Just, the, the encore made it great. But no, I didn't get to see a Prince show. I've seen, I actually yeah. went to see Lenny Kravitz when he was playing here. And Lenny Kravitz had a great show. And, you know, then the encore, they walk off the stage, the light turns on, everybody cheers, whatever, and you know, this is going on. And then all of a sudden, we hear, like, a guitar blaring, still in pitch black, blaring, jamming. Lights come on, and, and like somebody walks on stage, and they're so small, I can't even make out who the hell it is. And it was Prince. He was in town. He ended up playing two encores with Lenny Kravitz. One of the coolest things I ever seen. It was super cool. Later in his career, Prince embraced that role of being kind of like that kind of not the not the center of attention, but then he liked to steal the show. And I think the big uh, thing with that was when he did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he does while my while my guitar gently weeps, and he just. He was just one of the guitar players, and he just blows everyone off the stage with that. Uh, he, I've seen him do that in a lot of other cases too. Just uh, will appear with different artists, like Chaka Khan. I saw him do it with once. Uh, so yeah, he embraced that role later in his career for sure. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, it's funny. All the comments are coming about Y two K. Do you remember that, Alex? I mean, oh god, how- I, don't know. I was nine, eighteen years old, seventeen oh, years old. God, we're all- we all were on call that night, like because I right. in, in the IT industry. Don't leave your phone, like you know. Don't leave, you know, in case Armageddon happened. Yeah, it was it was a big thing that year. They're all wigged out because they didn't know how the computers were going to deal with the dates. Right, right. right. But, but the ironic thing is, the dates were already happened. future dates before the date changed. So, right. and there weren't problems before that, and that's what a lot of us were saying. We all thought it was going to be overblown, but higher ups didn't want to take any chance with that. I can tell you that. 
That's not true. All right, everybody. We got a very exciting hour number two special guest, Guy Fieri and Eric Espinosa. We're going to have a great chat here. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be back right after this. Keep it lit. Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas in the Toro size received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carenas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Velicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carenas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. For cigar lovers, the ultimate symbol of prestige has always been a Havana. That's a cigar made in Cuba, of course. Some say they're the best in the world, but because of the embargo against Cuban goods, they've been kind of hard to come by until tonight. Allison Field tells us about a rare find of pre-Castro cigars, which went on the auction block. Selling 500 right here. A smoke-filled room, the appropriate setting for the auction of vintage Cuban cigars. And this is serious stuff. There's an intense concentration on, uh, on the auctioneer and on the catalog themselves. A lot of people are puffing hard. The first lot, one box of 25 joyous cigars, went for $2,100 to Al Goldstein, who later speculated on what Sigmund Freud might have said. Sigmund would say, give me one. <laughs> Do you know, uh, he had to have a wooden jaw because he had cancer of the lip, and he had a little indentation put in so he could continue smoking cigars. The turnout was far beyond expectation. I was afraid that myself, my brother, my wife, and my sister-in-law would be the only four people here. Far from it. The cigar set sat puffing and bidding away, and as the prices went higher, some thought it was... Madness. Changed your mind, Madness. huh? I think we're in bad shape. <laughs> bad shape. Things that were suggested between four and five are going to five, ten. Things that were suggested for 275 are at six. Many began to think that maybe, just maybe, they could afford a few butts. I said, all cigar smokers are a little bit wacky. They enjoy their cigars, they love to smoke them, and you take it away from us like taking a bottle away from a baby. Allison Field, News 4, New York. <laughs> oh, the smell. <laughs> well, they're probably lighting up cigars, celebrating in some way up in Lake Placid right now after an incredible victory by the U.S. team over the USSR, Don. Not a goodie, but it, it's like horseshoes. Only counts when it's through. You know, horseshoes. <laughs> Never mind. We know horseshoes. <laughs> Many Americans can tell you exactly where they were when the Japanese invaded Pearl Harbor, when President Kennedy was assassinated, when Neil Armstrong took his first step on the moon. And many remember the moment the USA beat the Soviet Union in the 1980 Winter Olympics. Well, tonight at Lake Placid, the teams met again in a pre-Olympic hockey exhibition. Earlier, we had the Soviets ahead. Now it's three.
Okay, welcome back to hour number two of KMA Talk Radio. This is what happens. I got my man, the goat, and Coop here. This is what happens when we don't have a pre-show meeting. Um, this was, uh, I got to explain that commercial. Uh, <laughs> you, you wanted the commercial. Oh, that was awesome. It was like a throwback. Okay, so like, okay. That wasn't to be run as a commercial. That's a story. And we had you to edit it. Oh, you, oh. you didn't even watch the whole thing. So this is what happens when you don't have a meeting. It was my 17th anniversary. We usually have our meetings Friday afternoon. And it was my 17th anniversary yesterday. So I spent the day with my wife. And um, we didn't have a meeting. That excerpt was sent to me. I don't know if they caught it. This is We should have played this in hour one and talked about it. And I don't want to waste too much time because we got Guy and Eric in, in the green room. Um but it, I don't know if people notice that was Lou Rothman in there. Yeah, uh, Lou Rothman of JR Cigars, founder of JR Cigars. He, he was probably he looked like what in his maybe late thirties at best. Um, oh, yeah, looking young. But Lou Rothman was there, and also uh, Goldstein was there, a guy of uh, uh, Screw Magazine, yeah. big, big time. Looked a lot healthier then than when I finally ended up meeting him because he lives here in Fort Lauderdale. But Lou emails me that. I'm like, what a great excerpt. Look at those. You see all those pre-embargo Cubans on the table that they were selling and going for back then? And I was just going to bring it up and discuss it. Then I see it coming during the commercial break. I'm like, what's going on here? And Alex is going to let it run and let the whole news article run. <laughs> no, it was like 20 seconds left. <laughs> I literally called him. like, dude, cut it. Cut it. The segment's over. And we didn't discuss it. But we'll, we'll talk about that on a later date. Maybe we'll get Lou. That would be um, awesome. Maybe we'll get Lou on the show. He's back up in New Jersey. Maybe we'll get Lou on the show and uh, give us a little history and background. That'd be awesome of of that little excerpt. But I thought it was very cool. I wanted to share it uh, with with our fans today and talk a little bit about it. But we're not going to do that now because in our waiting room is our guest of honor, our very special guest, and Eric Espinosa. Very very proud and honored to have him on, Guy Fieri and Eric Espinosa. Welcome to KMA Talk Radio, gentlemen. Well, thanks for having us, and uh, happy anniversary. And I was digging the throwback. I thought that was so cool. I'm listening to all that. I'm like, wait a second. Did I miss something? Did something <laughs> just happen? And then, it, then I could pick up the audio and the camera work, and I'm like, okay, that might have been a while. Yeah, that was a Manhattan, uh, that was a Manhattan news expert. I, I don't know from what year I emailed Lou. He didn't even respond to me back uh, to really nail down the year, but I'm guessing you know, that's got to be 40 years old. Plus. Uh, Chuck Scarborough, who was the anchor in that news segment, was like doing the news back around 1980 in New York. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, that's when the that's when the Russian, you know, that's when the big hockey thing was going down. So yeah, so it was like, yeah, yeah was, right, 1980, yeah, yeah, somewhere right around there. Well, thanks for having us, guys. I, uh, you know, very important to to be here. Appreciate the invite. So I'm out in California. I went to bed early. Uh, no big party for me last night. I went to bed about 9:30, 10 o'clock. And I talked to my boy Espinoza, who uh, is in Vegas right now for the fight. What time did you go to bed, Eric? Oh, are you really? Nice. Uh, what? What's bed? <laughs> <laughs> so, Guy, you did not have a Santo night then? I did not have a Santo night, believe it or not. My wife says, what's going on? I said, I got to be sharp tomorrow. You know, this is, I'm going in to see the big boss. I feel like I'm going in for a big, you know, for a big meeting. I don't want to be, you know, missing anything and be sluggish. I want to be up to date on what's going on. And uh, I said, I got to, you know, I got a lot. I, I just got to be sharp. And she goes, oh my gosh, you're getting old. I said, no, no. I'll send, I'll Santo tonight. Maybe right after this, uh, maybe right after the interview, we'll start the Santo. Maybe it'll be one of those days. Uh, listen, we we really appreciate we both having you both on. I knew it was going to be an early morning for both of you. You know, and one of the things, you know, I'm sure you've been talked to about the cigars, and we're going to get to the cigars and talk about it because, like, I, I don't know if you caught the first half of the show, but, like, 
I was, I, I'm not a big Connecticut guy. I, Eric, I don't think you were on either, but I'm not a big Connecticut fan. And I kind of never has been. It's not in my wheelhouse. I do smoke a couple of this Connecticut, which we've been smoking during the show has to be my probably top two worst case, you know, three Connecticut cigars I've ever smoked. This is, this is, and I'm not saying it because you're on guy. Cause I just wouldn't say nothing at all. Right. I, I, I would just not bring it up at all. I've been saying it for months. Alex and I were saying that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest with you. And, and I mean, I've had to completely show all my cards in the cigar, in my, in my cigar life to, to Espinosa. He's kind of like my therapist. I remember the first time we met, we were in at the Lowe's hotel in, in Miami and he threw me Laranya and I didn't want to be rude. I did throw the cigar cutter back at him. I said, I don't cut, you know, that, that was, I think that was the beginning of our relationship, but, um, he threw the Laranja to me and I'm not, I'm a Maduro guy, man, or always thought I was. I mean, I was just a big, heavy, as, as big as I can get them. And I kind of just, you know, I was taken back. As a matter of fact, still to this day, one of my favorite cigars of all cigars. And when Eric said, what do you think about doing a Connecticut? I said, yeah, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I said, but I realized that we're not just making cigars for Guy Fieri. We're making cigars for the world. And he says, well, I want you to try this. All right. Well, I got to show my cards again, big guy. I love it. It's, it is my early, you know, it's my, it's my midday. I'm going to have a mimosa. I didn't say mimosa. I'm going to have a shot of Santo. <laughs> I'm going to sit at the pool. I'm going to have three or four cigars. And the thing is, it's my gateway cigar. Anytime somebody tells me, because everybody knows now that I'm, you know, in the cigar world, uh, I, I break out the, I break out the Connecticut. People are like, oh, I didn't think I like cigars. There you go. Same thing that we do with the Santo Tequila is I get people to give them a chance to drink the Reposado, nice and smooth, no additives. I mean, it's just real tequila. That's all it is. So it's listen. I, I quit trying to I, I quit trying to make an idea or an understanding about how the the sorcery of Espinosa works. But if we're going to put it together and it's going to come out, I people are going to dig it. And they are digging it. And you know, one of the things I want to talk to you about is look. I've, I've been in this industry now twenty seven years. And we've had a lot of very popular and well-known people break into our industry. And and before even trying the cigars, because we met here in my office and we talked and, you know, you're our neighbor literally here in our HQ. Or you're not far from us at all here in our headquarters here in Boynton Beach. Um, one of the things that I was taken aback by and very impressed with is your relatability. The fact that you just really were in the moment, not not a passerby. You were genuine. You were genuine with my family, my daughter, FaceTimed with her. And right, you remember? You promised her a book, and you showed up at the Great Smoke with a book, and then you said you'd do the Great Smoke. You told me you'd love to come on KMA Radio. You followed through with all that. We didn't beat you down. You showed up for the Great Smoke last year. So that was one of the things – that because I can't tell you how many times you just get let down when you see somebody out there that you 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 connect with and you have a passion for and you love what they're doing and you, you know and then you get this opportunity and you meet them and then you get let down like ah, you know and then that's why honestly there's some people I'm a fan on I hope I never meet because you don't want that let down of it you know and and that wasn't the experience we had with you at all I remember when you left the office I t I told Eric I said listen man this brand will have a great shot because I could tell this guy's not just buying a train ticket. He really wants to be in it. So that was one of my, my first things I noticed from our experience. Now I was going to ask you as, as a guy coming from another industry into our industry, you know, you were barely in it and you got thrown into an event like the great smoke. 
right? So what is it that you got surprised by or you weren't expecting coming into another industry that, that, that just really like you, took you off guard? <laughs> well, it's that's such a big question and you don't have enough time for me to ramble on. <laughs> but I, I, I will tell you this, that cigars have always been so important to me. I mean, it's... I can tell you that I have bought more prop propylene glycol than probably any man ever wants to. I mean, at one time I had eight humidors, you know, the small wood box humidors, but big ones. I mean, ones that a couple that I made, a couple that I bought unfinished. I mean, so back in my day, early out of college, as soon as I had a chance to make any money, I was buying cigars. As soon as I got a chance, I went to this little place called Churchill's in Long Beach and I sat there with this guy on my days off. I didn't know anybody in this town that I lived in. So on my days off, I'd ride my mountain bike over there and I'd sit with this guy and he would teach me about cigars. I mean, I, I picked his brain to, I mean, like as Espinosa will get annoyed with my questions. Um, I just sat there and asked him questions. So I became this, not a aficionado, but this fan and realized as soon as I got into cigars that there, that I would never know everything there was to know about it. So it's an, un it's an ongoing quest. And that's one of the things that intrigues me so much about it is that if you really love something like this, it, like I love food and like I love my tequila and my and, and our wine and so forth, that it's just this never ending opportunity to engage and to participate. And there's somebody that knows so something more about some aspect of cigars than you do. So when I get a chance to meet you Abe, and I get a chance to meet your team and then I get to go to the big smoke and then I get to hang out around. It's just this brotherhood, sisterhood, familyhood of people that really engage with it. And, and my favorite thing that I can say about a cigar is this, for a guy that moves 24 seven, nonstop, pedal to the metal, when it's time to smoke a cigar is the time that I pull the, the car off the track. And that to me is something that doesn't happen enough. And so I'll look forward to it. Like I'll gear up, it's a nice day, I'll, I'll start planning. So what has been the biggest surprise I think the biggest surprise is to find out there is many, there's as many cigar heads as, out there as there are. I mean, there are passionate fans of cigars, not just the brands, not just the people, but of the cigars, of the, of the, of the culture. So it's been, it's been amazing. And then to meet Eric Espinosa, I mean, Eric is, is, is like a long lost brother and the, the friendship and the partnership. And we we're doing this whole deal of knuckle sandwich cigars on a handshake. And that to me is probably the biggest gift out of all of it. Without getting sentimental, guy. Well, there's a story goes that when um, you, you and Eric were going to get together to do this cigar, Eric originally told you he didn't want to do it. Oh yeah. It what was, was your reaction to that when that happened? <laughs> it's probably the reaction that I would have had because I get a lot of people that come to me and want to be in the restaurant business. A lot of celebrities want to be in the restaurant business. It's sexy. It's fun. It's you know, but it's a lot of hard work, and you gotta. It's got to flow through your veins. I mean, you got to be a restaurant. You got to be a food person. And so when, as people come to me and ask me about opening restaurants and so forth, I'm like, listen, the greatest way to make a small fortune in the restaurant business is to start with a large one. Okay. So, and Espinosa told me the same thing. He says, do you really, he says, what do you want out of this? You know, do you want to have, you want to see the notoriety? So forth? I said, no, I said, I want to smoke my own cigars. He goes, I'll make you your own cigars. You tell me what cigar you like. I'll put your band on it. I'll, I'll send you, you know, I'll send you a few, you know, I'll send you a few cases. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I'll take care of it. You know, he gives me that hustle. And I'm like, no, I want to do this. It was two years of being, I had to be his friend, friend you know, kind of as you know. Eric and I hung out for two years. 
he would send me cigars and say, what do you think of this cigar? What do you think of that cigar? We spent a lot of time. I really think he spent two years just vetting me out to find out if, uh, if he put his time and energy, because um, he's super sought after, as, you, as everybody knows, if I was going to deliver my end of the deal. And I just told him this. I said, I won't let you down. And matter of fact, and, and Abe, we haven't told the, the story, but you know that last, was it last year? No, two years ago, when we came up, um, we literally left South Beach, Miami, drove straight to the event, did the interview on stage, turned around and drove straight back to Miami because I was in the middle of the food and wine festival, all because A, I told you I'd be there, and B, I told Espinosa I'd be there, and C, I'm not gonna let either one of you guys down. I won't let anybody down that I put my name on. You know, if I give my word, I'm gonna do it. But no, it was, uh, I, I was expecting he was gonna say that because I had already done my research on him. See, I was, I didn't wanna go to some big brand and say, you want to collaborate? Let's go make a guy Fieri cigar and let's just put my name on something. And hey, this will be fun. I wanted to be in this from the grassroots. And matter of fact, Eric and I have a big plan to go to Nicaragua and shoot a whole program of from the grassroots or from the tobacco's roots, I should say. So it's this is something I will be in for the rest of my life without question. No, no question at all. And I think that's I think that's resonating with the people. I think I think everybody's yep. feeling it right off the bat that this isn't just. And that's a great question from Eric, because you know what? That, that's a question I ask all the time when somebody, because somebody, we get it all the time, just like you do. Oh, I want to start our own brand. Guy, everybody's making their own brands. It's like, it's nuts. Guys that were literally like line cooks and librarians a week ago want to make their own cigar yep. brand. It's, and I say to them, what is it you want out of it? What are you hoping to accomplish? Are you wanting to build a big company that you'll sell one day? So, Because if you don't know that, then why are you even getting into anything? Right? I mean, then, then what you have there is just a hobby. You don't have anything. So that was a great question. What was your take? I, and listen, and, and, you know, extremely indebted because I know what you went through to come to the Great Smoke last year. And you, you were out there early. And I don't know how many boxes you signed that day. It had to be insane. But oh, were, you, were you expecting that kind of extravaganza? Hey, listen, it is. I'm actually. OK, let's just put let's be honest with this. I'm actually pissed I missed this year. I was talking to Eric about this. I said, boy, we got to get this schedule worked out. I said, we just not have it when the South Beach Food and Wine Festival is happening. Because if we can have it the weekend before or the weekend after, I'm just looking at a bunch of time that I get to come up and hang out with you guys. And you got the coolest people surrounding you. I mean, everybody that's up there from the vendors to the fans to the producers. I mean, you got you big, you, you draw the biggest, you know, the biggest group that I've seen besides what you know we had a try, chance to do in Vegas. No, it was not what I was. I've never been around anything like that. I've never seen that kind of group of people that are so so passionate about it, waiting in line to get those boxes signed. Passionate. And then yeah. their knowledge level. Oh, my God. People are pulling off. You know, I've been around a bunch of wine. I'm, I live up here in the wine country in Northern California. And I'm around a lot of tequila people. I'm, of course, around food, around chefs. And so as chefs, we can talk about things in real detailed manner. I'm talking to people about cigars. I'm listening to people rattling information over here about stuff. And I'm like, they're talking about like, you know, 20 years ago of some cigar somebody made and they've got a box left. I mean, like, this is nuts. So no, it was, it was a really great experience. And for those people that have not had a chance to go. Now I met a lot of people that made the pilgrimage across the country and even people from out of the country. It's something that you're just going to continue to have to wrangle. Uh, I don't know the venues that you'll be able to, you know, gain anymore because it should, you know, it's going to be out of control. But I want to be there. Please, can we organize some dates? I well, I don't know. I don't know when the Food and Wine Festival is in 2024, but 
our date is February 24, 2024. So See, I think it's always that same weekend. I think it's that third weekend of February. Well, that you know what's funny is there's two other major events that I, I've always tried to work around, the TAA and and um, Pro Cigar Festival, you know, or the PRTP and Pro Cigar. I'm just going to have to put the Food and Wine Festival now down on our radar and <laughs> start working on right. uh, well, avoiding the We've started to do some really great events. So every year now, um, for the last, well, for the last two years, we've done we've interfaced cigars with um, inside of the festival. And I carry around, Abe. I'll tell you, I carry around a duffel bag um, of cigar. Matter of fact, actually, I'll, I'll show you. I have uh, a, a gun case over here. I carry around two cases of two boxes of cigars with me because as soon as you're smoking a cigar, someone sees me smoking, like, oh, hey, chef, gosh, oh, that's a great. Whose cigars? I said it's mine. Oh, how do I get one of? Hang on a second. Click. Here you go. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm like the, the peddler of the cigars. I should just have a sign, you know, like, and sell gum and everything, too. You know, have the, like, get the fight. So I got good news. I just looked up the date for 2024. And it's I was just Googling it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead, Abe. I won't steal your time. I didn't find it. I didn't find oh, it. What, it's February 23rd to 26th. The, uh, the Food Network South Beach Food and Wine Festival. So we're screwed again. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Oh, oh yeah, I thought it was, was a week before. Uh, I thought it was a week nah, before. Nah, we're oh, okay. Sorry. Bad news. I'm sorry. I thought we, we I, I gotta going. start putting I gotta start putting it on our radar. Right. Well, that or we gotta chugger. find out how to land a helicopter at the beach and get it to your place. But it was worth it. We, 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 <laughs> we had such a great time. And when I came back, because what happens in, in, I don't know if you've ever been to the festival, it's a really great event. And there's a lot of things to take from the festival, Abe, that you and I should maybe talk about one day because you're putting on – people aren't coming just to buy stuff. They're not coming just to smoke cigars. They're coming for the experience. They're coming to rub elbows and remind themselves of why they love this industry so much and why they appreciate what cigars do for them. Um, but there's there's just so much bandwidth of what you're doing, and you make it such a happy festival. I mean, nobody was uptight. People were waiting in line, but no one was bitching about it. I mean, how can you bitch? You're standing there with a smoking a cigar, having a good time, talking to other people about cigars. Now you're coming in to listen to the – the you know the godfathers the aficionados of cigars come and pontificate on their insight i mean you touched all the corners man from the from the cigars to the people to the beverages to the food to you know it was it was just great I'm, i like i said I, i'm very remiss that i wasn't there this year i i always said it's a testament to the event to have that many people come from all over the world drink be exposed to booze and food for five hours and really we've never had a negative incident i mean we've been very fortunate right. it's, it's right. just a testament to the people that are coming man they're there to be happy they want to be happy um this year was very cool we had mardi gras was the theme so there was a lot of occasion cooking going on and you know very cool stuff on stage and next year's year the dragon but we're going to work something out guy i'm going to keep you on the radar and we're going to work something out because i'm going to tell you something you know you whether you like it or not you've been adopted by this community I mean, they are, they, and, and you, you will see that this community is, is like food people, extremely passionate people. I think there's a lot of things in common of our two universes and um, they're very, very passionate people and they're very dedicated and loyal to people. So um, I, I think, I think it was awesome that, that, that you were there. So I, I really do. And I appreciate it. So, you know, that being said, um, both of you guys are on here. What was that, Alex? I have a question. I'm I'm, I'm curious. True. So you and can some, Eric. Can, can, somebody, I think, can, can somebody ask me a question? I got a question. It's just for both of you guys. I got, <laughs> I, 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 I got you, bro. What the fuck? I, I got you, bro. Bed, bro. I got I'm you. Like, I'm, I'm a... Eric, I got a question. How hungover are you? Yeah, <laughs> or have you even started to be hungover yet? You're, you're just... Not yet. 
Okay. No, for, so for both you guys, so knuckle sandwich, right? Now now we have we have the Habano, we have the Maduro, we have the Connecticut, which I love. We have the uh, Chef's Edition, which is like a perfecto. Um, and we have the 55 now. Yep. Do you we guys don't, have we a, don't we don't have the 55. Guy Fieri has the 55. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, we don't have any either because they're all gold. I, 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 ask him. Do you guys have a favorite of the line? Yeah, we, we both, you know, we're, we're very similar. I mean, he likes full body just like I do. I mean, I can tell you what he did with the 55s. Uh, you know, the way it came out, I, it was his 55th birthday. We were up there celebrating. And uh, I made him 55 boxes to give out to 55 of his best friends. Guess how many he gave out? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just sold me out like that. <laughs> and and he, he looks at me, this is phenomenal. I mean, this is phenomenal. Now he's giving some out, but um, that's one of my favorites. I, I mean, that, that it's an oval cigar. Cigar is phenomenal. Um, you know, what he told you is, is no different the way I feel. You know, it takes, it has his name on it, but it also has my name on it. And we, I don't do. He doesn't do nothing half-assed. I don't do nothing half-assed. You know, for that for for that man to be on your show, as uh, busy as he is, I mean, I look at him like a, a twin. I really do. You know, we, we talk about this all the time. His work ethic. He he he's got that it factor. You know, they tell you who's got the it factor in sports. Well, he's got the it factor. The man does not stop, and whatever he says he's gonna do, he does. That's why the cigars are doing great. Listen, there's a lot of great cigars out there, but he says he does what he says he's going to do and he does it nothing nothing ask i mean he cuts no corners and nothing that he does and we don't cut corners making cigars that's why it's been a great great you know uh, um collaboration and um getting back to your answer i just have to say that because i'm a little hungover but um <laughs> i the truth is every cigar i make i like which is better than the other depends i'm smoking the habana right now that 55 is it's pretty stout you know I, I i like to smoke it at you know at nighttime but uh knowing guy guy it doesn't matter morning night you know he, he's one of us he really is he'll he'll smoke the maduro in the morning he'll smoke the habano in the, in the afternoon and, and and it doesn't matter he his palate's already adapted it and i like them all i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you in the connecticut i'm not a big connecticut smoker but it's one of the few connecticut that that, that i'll smoke all right, so I have to show you this. This is my this is my travel case. So I could none of the travel humidors were surviving because one, you can only put like five or six cigars in a travel humidor. I don't, I, I don't travel five or six anything. So <laughs> I went to the I, I called Eric. I didn't have a I didn't have a uh, box with me, so I called Eric and I said, "Hey, give me the measurement." So he gave me the measurement. So this is how I roll as I go through town so i bring we have a little sample pack that eric made me so i can hand them out then i have my my pocket back which has my big lighter and a couple of smokes and then i just restock and people always think that it's a it's a gun case but people but then i'll roll through and then i have my little my selection wow. but this is so i'm getting ready to head up to my uh my uh buddy's uh, mom's you know uh, event and I'll bring this with me, but I bring everything from the 55 to the uh, to the Connecticut, to the Habano, to the Maduro. I bring the whole thing. I'm like the candy man. All right. People see me walking in with that case and they know it's game on. So I'll uh, 
But you know what I was going to say, Eric, if you're cool with it, I have a few boxes of the 55, and Abe, I know what a philanthropist you are and how you're taking care of people. How about I take one of those boxes of the 55 and I sign it and I send it to you and you find the right time and the right environment and the right situation. And maybe we hold it for the big smoke for next year, but it's one of the most coveted things. There's none left. I, I possess all of it. And we take that box and we raise some money and give some money to some folks that are in need. And uh, I mean, I'm holding on to them to make them the, uh, the Guy Fieri pre-Castro. You know, I, I, I hold on to them until I'm 65, but let me send you a, an autograph box and uh, you guys take it and do something great with it and let's make some money for somebody. 1,000%. You pick the charity, we'll make it happen. Well, let's do something that's close to you or or close to the to the cigar world. You know, there's who knows what it is. I mean, I'm such a my my foundation is all about you know, it's all about first responders and veterans and active military. You know, we do something every month with our foundation about going somewhere in the country. Um, you were going to be down at uh, down in Palm Springs this uh, next weekend feeding uh, you know, feeding first responders down there. So, you tell me something that's near and dear to you and find the right venue to put this up. And I mean, maybe we sell raffle tickets throughout the year, whatever. I mean, you, you're talking about something people can't get. This is not going to happen. This is a, it's a one and done. There were 555 boxes made, 500 went out, 55 went to me. And that's all she wrote. And we'll, uh, we'll get one of those and we'll do something really special with it. My friend, 1000, you know, and that's another great thing I'd like to bring up while we got you on, you know, you know, I, as a guy who I've done above average in my life, you know, I've, I've, I've managed to achieve some level of success. I, I, I always try to find ways that I can to give back. In fact, the Great Smoke's been tied to charity since its inception 17 years ago. And now we raise a lot of money for the Kids Cancer Foundation every year. Um, but you are very active in giving back to the community, especially to those who serve our communities. Um, was that something that was instilled with you uh, watching your family or where did that inspiration come from? Or is it just a, 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 a you know, something that you just developed on your own? No, my parents were, uh, my parents were hippies from uh, Ohio in the sixties and moved to California. But I have to say they weren't dope smoking hippies. My mom's always like, quit telling me we're hippies. Cause I don't think <laughs> but no, my parents were, uh, my parents came to California in 68 and, uh, that was just we lived in a small town in northern california if you ever saw the movie uh, outbreak with dustin hoffman it's a little town called ferndale oh, that's yeah. the town that i was raised in wow yeah really cool town if you ever get a chance to go see it it's a matter of fact i'm going there tonight for my buddy's uh his, his mom's anniversary or celebration of life but um this amazing little town but the town was built around a ton of people all part all participating in supporting the community and that's just the way I was raised. My parents were always super involved in our community and philanthropic. And so I'm the same like you, Abe. You know, you get an opportunity to have the platform that you get or I get or anybody gets for that matter. We all have a way we can impact this world. And as long as we take 10% of our time, 10% of our whatever we can give, and not everybody can give money. You know what I say? People say, you don't have money, you don't have time. Give, give it out in social media. Just promote positive things about people. You know, make the world a better place. And so in my situation, I would be so foolish. I'd, I'd be so disappointed in myself to be doing what I'm doing in TV and all these other brands and so forth if I wasn't taking some of that time and energy and focusing on others. My little sister passed away of cancer, unfortunately, when she was uh, uh, 38 and have had a lot of that 
terrible. I hate being in the cancer club. It's the worst thing in the world. There's a lot of focus on that. So I, I let people do what they do there. I look at it and say, we're the greatest country in the world. And I don't think that people always get it. I think that if you're an immigrant or if you're the kids of an immigrant, maybe you understand it. But as we've moved through generations of people being here, people are kind of like, you know, entitled to the fact that we're a free country. No, no, no. It's men and women and their families that are making the greatest sacrifice in the world. And it's not always a sacrifice of life. It's a sacrifice of, you know, uh, mentality. And, and I mean, there's just so many aspects that go on. And first responders are these people that have to go deal with these difficult situations you know, they're, they're just starting to talk about PTSD of first responders. You be the officer, the fire, the firefighter that arrives on the accident where a family's in a minivan, you know, and, and you have to face these things. I mean, it gives me goosebumps talking about it. And so my looking, I'm looking at, on, I'm looking at heroes walking on, you know, just walking by us. So my interest has been celebrating those that save us, celebrating those that recognize us and that make a, make a commitment that is, really quite unfathomable to most folks. So it's it's just been a natural thing for me, but I just try to encourage people, find what is Pat you're passionate about and just do something with that. And we will continue to make this a better place to live. That's that's great words, my friend. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because, I, you know, I'm pretty sure you have a insight to your effect on people who are foodies in the food world. I'll give you a perfect example, right? When I travel, I do research, like homework, like a class study. I'm, I'm scoping out where we're going to eat. It really does, absolutely. During our trip. I mean, I do. And I'm going through the reviews, and I'm scoping, I'm planning out. All right, these are the restaurants. Right? And I, I was just scrolling through my, because I have cities and then saved bookmarks, you know, for the, the restaurants. And I know in, I was researching two trips that we have coming up this year. So I was trying to find it so I can mention it to you, but I'll, I'll text it to you later if I find it. This scares me, Abe. It sounds a little like you might be starting your own diners, driving and cigar show. No, I'm happy with the cigar industry. But this if you is, ever let me let me you, tell it, you, going somewhere with Abe, your 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 itinerary is booked. You know, <laughs> long prior to getting there, you know exactly where you're eating and what stops you're making. Yes, hey, I'll tell but you if, what that is. Just just to so everybody doesn't think Abe is completely crazy. We only get a chance to have tonight's dinner one time in our life. Tonight's dinner is just this one time. And after we blow it tonight, we don't get to have it again. And to me, that's the way I look at food. I would rather not eat than to eat a crappy meal or to eat something that's no not going to be significant. So I'm with you. You're going on this vacation. You're going to be in whatever city. Why not make every meal experience awesome? It's the same thing with smoking a cigar. You're going to carve out the time to spend this 45 minutes to sit out on the patio, smoke this, or you guys are lucky enough to get to smoke in your office or your house. I haven't convinced my wife of that yet. Um, but you get the, you're going to get a chance to do it. Why sit there and smoke a shitty cigar that hasn't had proper humidification or, or something you've been carrying around in your pocket? No, you get the chance to do it. Do it right. We only get, it's only one round of this, folks. You, I'm with listen, I'm sorry. Hey, back to you. Back it, to no, you. amen. That's the way I look at it. I don't know when I'm going to be in the city again. I want to research the best way. So I, as I'm I scrolling, as I'm scrolling, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to look at the interiors, and I see a picture of you on the wall. You know, you've been there, you signed, whatever. I'm like, okay, that gets bookmarked, right? I mean, just the fact, you know, that that alone would be bookmark worthy. So now you're in the cigar industry, right? What do you say to someone who's never had a knuckle sandwich? 
the first thing I do is throw Espinosa's name around. You know, I'm like, hey. Okay, so what do you what do you say positively to someone? Who, no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't set that up any better. Eric Eric's gonna text me later. <laughs> you, you guys can abuse me today. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little hangover. You guys can abuse me today. But, uh, yeah, no, it's don't worry. Abe and I had worked on some of this routine about an hour ago, Eric, before I called you. Um, we, we love you know, Eric. The, the thing is, is is I go along that same idea. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to have the name. It doesn't have to have anything about it except the authenticity. When I do the mom and pop triple D joints, the idea behind it is it's got to have a story, it's got to have character, and it's got to taste great. And that's exactly what this Knuckle Sandwich is about. Knuckle Sandwich is the name of all of my companies. Everything is called, it's based off of this tattoo right here, which is a, is, is a Knuckles with a sandwich. It's the first, when I came back from Food Network the first week, they said, we got to send you a check, uh, $1,200. The whole, all of it, 1200 wow. Um, And I couldn't send it to my restaurant company because I had a business partner. So I had to come up with a name for Knuckle Sand or for my company. So I have all my buddies sitting around on a Friday night, getting ready to, you know, get after it. And I said, hey, you guys do me a favor. I got to come up with a name for my, my, my company now outside of my restaurant company. And uh, because they're going to send me a check. And uh, my one buddy, his name's Dirty P. Dirty says, hey, Guido, why don't you... That's my nickname. He says, why don't, you make us, why don't you make us something to eat? And it, the food will give us some brain power. And I looked at him. I said, because it was a smart-ass answer. I said, yeah, Dirty. How about I make you a knuckle sandwich? And he goes, that'd be a good name. <laughs> and so everything of all my companies fall into knuckle sandwich. So as we got ready to make this cigar, and as Eric and I and my team and his team and the collaboration and Dylan and everybody's in there talking, we started to put this together. And Eric says, could we use knuckle sandwich? He said, no, 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 no. We don't touch knuckle sandwich. That's not a, it's never going to get branded to one thing. Never. And as time went on, it just made more sense. Couldn't call it Flavortown. Flavortown's a great name. We use it on a lot of food brands and so forth. But I said, you know what? As passionate as I am about what we're doing, as much as I believe in Espinosa, as much as this will be something that ne I'm never going to sell my side of this. This is no, this is not going anywhere. I said, Knuckle Sandwich is the right name because it is that, it's that, it's history. It has so much meaning to me. So when we started, so so now we call it, okay, now it's going to be Knuckle Sandwich. And I told Eric, and this is the number one thing I said to him, was, Eric, I don't care how much money we make. I Just as long as we make a dollar profit, let's just make the greatest damn cigars. Let's do great, right? Money, we can all make money and there's plenty of time to do that. I want to make something that, feels good to me. I want to be, I want to feel something that I carry around with me that I'm proud of. And I want a cigar all the time. I mean, the NBA people came up to me and said, we see you on the court with a cigar the whole time. We're scared you're going to light this. I said, I promise you I won't light it. I said, it's just, it's, it's, it makes me feel good. It's, it's my pacifier. And they just die. You know, people now see me with them all the time. And so the deal was, let's just do something and do it incredibly well. I don't care if we make any money with it. Let's just have a lot of fun. It's helped with it. And fortunately, it's given me an opportunity to meet you, meet your team, go into all these different experiences. Of course, we rated, as you know, super high uh, in the first year with Cigar Aficionado. And I just told Eric, 
don't do not take our eye off the ball of what we're doing and how we're growing. And let's not make, you know, something for everybody. And I don't want to mass produce things. Let's make it great. Let's want, let's, let's make it ex, uh, ex, ex, not exclusive. Let's make it, you know, so people can touch it, but let's continue to be better than we were yesterday. And that's the mantra and that's the attitude. And fortunately with someone like Eric, I mean, as a chef, he couldn't have a bigger fan because his discipline and his attention to detail and his palate. I mean, I'm like a little kid compared to what he knows and what he touches. And so I'm just continually, like I said, at the very beginning of this, I'm just on this education trail and it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. But I have turned, I promise you this being the kind of the outsider, I have brought more people with me back to the beehive and explain to them what the truth of cigars is because people are like, Oh, smoking and tobacco and the cancer. And all. I said, listen, you smoke a couple cigars, not four packs of them. Okay. Put it into respect about what you're doing and what you're appreciating. And you're smoking all tobacco. You're not smoking a bunch of, bunch of crap. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So listen, I'm just happy to be part of the team. Put me where you want to put me. Let me do what I can do. Like being invited to come and speak today. You know, I, uh, I'm just happy to, I'm just happy to be here, man. It's, it's an, it's a dream. It's really honestly a dream come true. And Abe, I'll say this last thing. I, I, I know I'm getting long winded. No, you're good. I asked when, when you, when you go with an agency, they, they, with uh, the talent agency with William Morris Endeavor, they said, what kind of things do you want to do? I said, well, I want to write a cookbook. You know, I want to have an, you know, I want to have a show. I want to do this. I want to do this. I said, yeah, you know, one day I'd like to have a wine, a wine, you know, a wine company because we're here in the wine country. And, uh, da, 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 and I said, I'd really like to one day make my own cigars. Nope, no cigars. I said, why not cigars? They said, well, you know, your sister died of cancer and cigars and, you know, this whole thing. So it went on for a while. And not that they were disparaging against cigars. It's just we all know the industry gets its, I mean, every industry gets its negative side of it. So on and on and on it goes. Well, finally, it's my big day. I got my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Everybody's there. All my best friends are there. And foreigners playing on stage. That's my big, you know, they said, where would you like to have your luncheon? And I said, what my luncheon? And they said, after you get your star, you'd have a, you get to have a luncheon. I said, I don't want any, I don't want any luncheon. I said, I want a kegger. I want a kegger <laughs> in the parking lot with all my fans. They're like, and, and who would be at the kegger? I said, I want Motley Crue to play. Like, wow, are you crazy? Well, anyhow, it turned out to be Foreigner played, which my buddy's the lead singer for. Anyhow, we're standing there. I'm smoking a cigar. Smoke my buddy Jeff Ruby's cigar. It's drizzling a little bit. Foreigner's playing. I got my my son, my grand, my nephew, my best friends, my agents walk up. We're standing there. I said, okay, you've hit it. You got your star. What do you want to do next? And I said, could I please start the goddamn cigar line? And they said, <laughs> all right, yes, we'll back wow. you up. You can go and do it. And that the next day when I got home was when I started calling uh, friends. I called Hans Dippel. Hans Dippel introduced me to Tim. Ba, 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 and here we are. But that's really how it, that was the moment I'm like, finally, I crossed the finish line. I get to go do what I want. Now that you do, we actually got this question from one of our listeners. You know, now that you're doing it, uh, do you th are you worried about because we see it it happens about like you know backlash or any uh, potential future partners that will have apprehension about this part of your life listen you're gonna piss off somebody somewhere somehow i mean it's Absolutely. inevitable okay Absolutely. um but i'll tell you this if i really believe in my hearts of hearts what i'm doing 
isn't hurting anybody. Who I'm doing it with is, is, is good people. What interface we get with, particularly in my realm of first responders and active military. I mean, there's nothing to make. I go and do these luncheons and, and hand out and, and feed people and do so forth. And then all of a sudden they'll see me smoking a cigar. I'm like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, it's, you know, it's my company with my butt. And they're like, can I get one of those? I mean, you would have thought that I just handed them over the keys to a new car. So to me, it works. The interface is perfect. And, and personally, as me, as Guy Fieri, I need, as I said earlier, I need to get off the racetrack once in a while. And nothing better than, for me than to sit out there. My wife likes to smoke small little cigarillos. And nothing better than the two of us to sit out on the patio and smoke a cigar and just chill. And I actually have to, as people have to work on breathing techniques, I have to work on not burning a cigar out, you know, just cooking it down too fast, right. you know, taking my time. But I, it's no, I, I'm not worried about, you know, it's just there's going to be enough things in this world to be concerned about, and worried about and pissed about. I'm sure not going to let cigars be one of them. And, and granted, I did find out inside of our industry, there are charlatans. There are people that are selling, you know, a bag of beans. There's, there's stuff going on, but that's in every industry. I mean, I'm in the tequila business and, and we find that, you know, we're one of 5% of the tequilas that are, have no additives. We don't add shit to our tequila. We are just 100% blue agave, but in the tequila business to be a tequila, you only have to be 51% blue agave and then you could put whatever you could put sink water in your, you know, dishwater in your tequila. It's crazy. So I'm just happy to be rubbing elbows, running with the big bulls like you guys. And Abe, you can sniff out the, the bullshit on him anytime. I mean, you guys know, you guys have your, 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 you are the heartbeat of what's going on. So to be invited, to be participating, to be friends, to be, you know, comrades in this is, uh, is, is awesome. So I know we've kept you. No, 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 shit. I've been the one. I'm the one rambling on. Hey, I'm all excited. Hey. My wife said to me, she goes, you're really going to go to bed this early. You're really getting up at 7 a.m. for an interview. She goes, what is going on? I, I said, this is something I'm, like I said, super passionate about. I, I don't know if you saw this, Abe, but uh, our man Gene is starting to bid at 3000 on that. Soundtrack. I was going to share that. I was two things well, I want to share. Hey, listen, listen, Gene, don't play. We watched Gene offer a guy 500 to eat one of those devil's toenail lollipop ghost pepper so geez, yeah real. Nice. You, you have your opening bid right there for our charity guy right there so gene, gene the dancing machine oh yep. gong show gong show we got we got it going i had a question for eric um that i wanted to get out while really? i was still on <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure you're still awake bro no, you've been very quiet no, dude, so I, I listen, listen <laughs> I, i'm on I, i'm i'm on here i'm on here all the time bro. I, I i wanted the i wanted the cigar industry to, to so, you know, you, we talked about it. I wanted to be, you know, meet Guy, and, and, and you know, I wanted to be about him because he deserves <laughs> it, you know. Well, the question is about Guy, but it's directed towards you. So, All right. did you, be honest, because I know you don't like to show your softer or concerned side, but um, <laughs> um, <laughs> really, were you nervous and afraid in coming out with this project? And, I mean, did you feel extra pressure? Like, you know, look, man, I don't want to be that guy who made another celebrity stick and guy's my friend. I want to make sure. Did you, did you, were you nervous? Was there a little extra pressure making this come out right? Absolutely not. It, it, it was a walk in the park. Once I, I got to know who he was, okay, let's be honest. This is the only guy, the only 
how people say celebrity what have you that has worked everyone else has failed now the reason why everyone else has failed is because no one ever did anything about it when i sat down with him and i you know when i met him you know we started talking and and, and i told him that you know that i tell the whole world that uh, i'm sick and tired of people telling me i look like brad pitt and and he starts laughing and he, and he says <laughs> He says, I, I do the same thing, you know, when he's in Europe or whatever, and someone tells him, you know, hey, um, you look familiar. But he does the same thing. And no, this is, hey, saw, hey, this is a real thing. People walk up and go, are you, are you? And I'll go, I, no, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not Brad Pitt. But he told me that before I told him that. But that's the one liner I've been using forever. That's funny. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I post pictures. I'm sick and tired of people telling me I look like Brad Pitt, yada, yada, yada. And so we were so compatible. And when I realized that, listen, and I'm not saying it because he's here. I, I mean, he, I don't even consider him a business partner anymore. He, he's he's my brother. He's my friend. We've hanged out so many times that we're very, very similar. Um, he can outdrink me, by the way. But uh, um, <laughs> listen, so um, it, it was a walk in the park for me because I knew that he was going to do what he was supposed to do. And being very similar... He doesn't cut corners and nothing that he does. Neither do we. And I knew it was going to be a home run. Uh, look, you know, I, I don't waste his time he's, he, he, in, in doing these, you know, little half-assed things. You know, we, when we need him, we tell him, hey, we need you to be there. And he's there. No, no questions asked. No one else does that. You know, we, and I look at it this way. We made a great cigar that happens to be for a celebrity. It's not a celebrity cigar. You know, and he's right. done everything that I've asked him for. I got to tell you this quick story. And he was talking about the military first responder, how he he is. So we're we're in um we're going to an event. We were at uh, Lake Worth, and we're driving, and uh, there's this. We stopped to put some air in the tire, and there's this homeless guy walks pretty long way to throw away a piece of chicken in the garbage can. I don't know if you if you remember, guy, and 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 it kind of hit his soft spot. And of course, guy being guy gets out, you know, and I don't let him get out by himself. I'm right next to him and he starts talking to the homeless guy. You could tell he had problems, you know, but it impressed him that he walked that far to, to throw the chicken in the garbage. And, and the guy starts talking and, and we didn't know nothing he said. And um, you could tell he had issues and we get back in the car and his son looks at him and says, dad, that was great. You know, you, you got down. And then me being who I am, I said, yeah, but guy, but I can't believe what he said. He said, what he said. He told me he liked Bobby Flay better than you did. You know. <laughs> Just gets it. He you gets know, the platform, Abe, but he's got to take a shot. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, he, he, listen, he takes shots. We're doing the big smoke, and we're signing. It. He's signing his side. I'm signing mine. And every every two uh, uh, um, signatures, he puts like the devil horns on me. You know. <laughs> and, and here these guys get, I'm, you know, I'm giving them four eyeballs and we're going, we just have fun. I mean, there's some really messed up uh, 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 posters out there that we just like, you know, <laughs> but, 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 but we, we have fun with it, you know, and, and it's about, if you don't have fun, then why do it? Okay. You know, um, like you said, it's, for me, it's not about the money. It really isn't, you know, it's about gaining a, uh, you know, it's the brotherhood that, you know, that we got. Um, and, Listen, he's all in, and so am I. That's why I knew this was going to work. And then not only is it working, it's going to continue to work. You know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, his time, 8 o'clock. Look where he's at. 
You know, I like to see half these other people. Where the hell they're at? He's right there with us. Yeah, and that's what he's made of. And and people buy cigars. Yes, they like good cigars, but they people also buy cigars of people who they like. You know, it's the truth. You know, because I would never purchase a cigar of somebody who's an a hole. And a cigar could be remarkable, but the guy's a jerk off. I'm not buying this cigar. I'm the same way. I don't like spending money where I don't feel like I should be spending my money. I don't care what they have or what they're selling. I'm the same way. By the way, thank well, you the, the great thing is, and Eric and I talk about this on the regular basis of what's coming up. And I, you know, I'm I'm very entrepreneurial. I mean, building business, growing business because there's a lot of people to serve. And so we're talking about doing some specially branded military cigars. We've got a really cool challenge coin that's coming out on this great, uh, this great cigar setup. It's just, there's so many really cool things in the works and it takes time. You know, when we have to develop it, we have to taste it, we have to create it, then we have to go make it and then we have to bring it back. You know, it's, it's not an easy process, but what I'm really digging is how people are reaching out to us through the industry and saying, we want to see this from you now. We want to see that from you now. We want to see tins from you now. You know, how can we get into this? Like I said, my wife smokes those little Davidoff uh, cigarellos. And, you know, you can imagine there's a couple of knocks on the door of when is the when is my cigar coming out? So it's uh, it's now starting to get the recognition that it deserves. And we will continue to to uh, under promise and over deliver. That's I, I think both Eric and I have that that uh, energy. Now. But we sit in the same company with you guys, Abe. I mean. Look at what you do, man. You give back so much more, like taking all the time that you do to promote the industry, you know, through this message and through the great smoke. It's just that's what we have to do to make sure that we continue to write the ship of what of what this is about. It's funny. This whole show started on a whim on a 13 week contract almost 12 plus years ago. And we're six weeks away from our 500th episode. I mean, who, who knew? Who knew? But you know what? Our shows have always been different. We don't do cigar reviews. We don't. Do, we just kind of have fun. My my goal was always to recreate the atmosphere of just sitting in a cigar lounge and the wonderful and amazing conversations and people you meet that we enjoy going to a lounge. All right, let's spread it to people all over the country because we forget as cigar fans, there's not that many lounges in the country. There hey, are people. Listen, who never, you know where I live. I live in California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys have them everywhere. Yeah, that's Florida's a, that's a lucky. Thing. Yep. Hey, most, I don't know I'll time. call Eric when I'm on the road doing Triple D. I'll call Eric and I'll be driving down the road and I'm like, hey, do me a favor. I'm in Salt Lake City. Tell me who carries our cigars, you know, because I want to stop in and say hi. I don't want to do a big promo. Promo. I just want to stop in and say hi. And Surprise. I'll, I'll usually even buy a couple of my own cigars. But... um I want to come. I want to come do this with you, Abe, live, and have some friend. You know, have some of your fans and do one. You know, in the parking lot or whatever, hang out and you know, get a couple hundred people and have a big smoke. And I'll bring a few cases of tequila. And because at least you're going to be doing it at a normal time when I'm back in Florida. Right. But I'll be back in. Uh, I'll be back in the West Palm area soon, and I would love to come see you guys and hang out and and talk shop and have some well, laughs and I, I, I might just do an Eric Espinosa roast. So, yeah. so you know, fun guy, listen, see, see here's the thing, because I'm going to tell you, there's, I've got to make it quick, there's only about five minutes left in the show, but, you know, another great person I met, because, you know, when people like your level guy say something, we always don't take it 100% to heart, because we know in the moment it's what you mean, but your lives are crazy, and you go nuts, 
So one time, uh, Steve Bushotti, owner of the Ravens, came to a Great Smoke. And our Great Smoke's in February. And he invite my father was in town, and he invites us to his suite to go watch a game in the fall. I never reach out to him. I never say nothing. The season starts seven months later. And sure enough, come August, I get an email from his secretary. Hey, these weeks are available. Steve would love to have your father and I, you, you and your father to come up for a game. And he invites me almost every year since. So when you say that, I'm, I'm going to reach out to you because 500 is around the corner. And if you happen to be in town, guy, Bro, uh, we'll put on a show. Listen, I don't make shallow offers. I, I know it is, it is the that real is deal. And matter of fact, I don't know what what is the when is the date of the the five hundred. We could we could maneuver whenever we, we want. Can we maneuver. Yeah, we'll we take we a, make we'll it happen whenever we want. Yeah, we'll take a week off. Abe, you, Abe, I believe you have my cell, right? Yeah. So just text me after this, and we'll go over it because I am coming in my. It's my wife's thirty uh, second birthday. Um, God bless. He just gave me a big smile. Uh, no, my oh, wife. It's it's my wife's birthday, so we're going to be heading out there. Um, um, end of May. So maybe we could put that together because, you know, we're not at where stones throw away and it would be a lot of fun. And listen, to celebrate with you guys, you know, we get some, uh, we get some bail money. We get Eric out of Vegas. <laughs> you know, this could work out. Hey, 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 before, hey, before we go, I just want to tell you what, what we got down the pipeline. Um, we, we, we have a, another chef special, same size, different blend coming out. Um, we're Will, that also doing the, Will that be at the PCA? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And we're, we're also doing the uh, something called the prefix, <laughs> which is uh, um, we have three uh, like perfectos coming out, three of each of the Habano, the uh, the Connecticut, and the Maduro, and, and it's uh, got a, a special limited coin on there. And then, um, it, it's funny, we talked about we had a meeting, and um, all over the country, a lot of people asking us for a six, for a six by 60. And one of our mutual friends, Hans Dippel, texted a guy and I yesterday, and he, and he put, uh, when are we going to see a 6x60? Six wow. And uh, I text him back, as soon as I get half a boner, I mean, I can show you one. But... <laughs> Eric! I love Eric. it. I think <laughs> uh, he's drinking, Abe. He's drinking. Don't <laughs> Listen, but we, we are going to do a 6x60 six on, on both plans. Uh, um, this is a cool show, guy. We can cuss on every day on the show. So, Evidently. Um, yeah, so listen, so we're going to do a 6 It's by funny, six there's always a delay, but there's all the laughing going on for your comment. <laughs> so that's what we got in the pipeline, and, um, and uh, you know. And in Vegas, um, by the way, in Vegas, and this is my side of the of the family, is I told Eric, I said, I love going down to Vegas. I love it. It's right in the middle of my family vacation, which is tough, but I told Eric from day one I'll be there. But this year, we're going to throw a party. I said, Eric, we can't just let everybody just – take off and just go wander around casinos. I said, I want to throw a party for us, for, for our key accounts, for our key supporters like you guys, Abe, and let's get together, have some really great, make it chef driven. You know, let me do my side of it. Let's make great food, have great drinks, some entertainment, a good hang just for the, the, the core people around knuckle sandwich and Espinosa. So look forward to that because I told him, I said, just tell me how much money I can spend. You know, tell me what the budget is, and then I'm going to go build a party. So we're going to have a really fun party on one of the nights. Um, so so look forward to that, and, and I'll give you some more. And again, maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's one of those things that we'll be able to get some tickets and raffle raffle them off on the show. Get Gene Gene, the dancing machine, come pick up his box, and you know, buy some buy some tickets to this event. Because um, I listen, if we're going to do something fun and it's something exclusive, why not make some? 
you know, some charity money off of it and, and help some uh, and help other people. So I, it's, it's always a win-win. Gene's got an that official I'm nickname. Nervous. He's like Yeti now. Yeah. He's, got an official nickname. He's never going away. It's stuck That's for life. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not nervous about making the cigar. Never had. I'm nervous about Gotch Yeti's party. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, listen. First off, not only tell your wife, yeah, you know, please tell her thank you for sharing you with us this morning. We're yep. deeply appreciative. Thank you guys both for getting up early. We, we it's been an honor and a pleasure. Before we let you guys go, guy. Anything you want to tell anybody, what you got going on, what you should look out for, specials, shows, anything up in the horizon you want to share with people? No, you know Outside what? Outside the cigar industry, just in your universe. No, you know, we, we the tequila is a big part of our life. You know, we're doing a lot with our, our tequila, Santo, that, and Sammy Hagar is my business partner. We just finished Tournament of Champions. Uh, we're getting ready for, you know, like I said, getting ready to come back to the Florida the Florida homestead soon. Not Nothing other than, I mean, cigars are really the big focus right now with uh, with july coming up in vegas but it's great to catch up with you guys and you know we're non-stop it, it's always going my son Ryder's prom is tonight so we're, oh, we're excited gosh. we're excited for that and That's uh, awesome. other than that man just get ready what what we have coming up the pipeline is going to be awesome and i'm glad that we've uh, had a chance to sit here and talk about it but we got listen we're going to be doing this more now that i know i have to just not drink on friday night Get up early for Saturday. Now that I know the routine, but it's just going to make it easier if I come to Florida. Now's another greater reason to come to my house in Florida is just so I know that I can come hang out. So, thank you. I didn't get that memo about the drinking part. I don't know I don't think you would have listened to it anyway. I'm in for the fight, by the way. Great fight. I know. I'm sick. I'm sick. I wish I was. I know. Me too. We're boxing guys, Alex. Unfortunately, I got I got to dish out eighty five dollars for it. All right. Well, listen, thanks to everybody involved, to all our loyal listeners and fans out there. Please check us on our social media pages, Smoking, and visit our private group, Smoking Social, on Facebook. It's a great community, great place to hang. As always, we hope you uh, we've entertained you, you had fun. It's always the best way to start your Saturdays here on KMA Talk Radio. Big love to Guy, Eric, everybody out there. Peace, everyone. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep it lit.